0: And I want to start with a quote from my favorite author, Ayn Rand. And I've got a question coming up on this uh, very shortly. Uh, This is from her book, Atlas Shrugged. Somewhere in the starting years of your childhood before you had learned to submit to absorb the terror of unreason and to doubt the value of your mind you had known a radiant state of existence you had known the independence of a rational consciousness facing an open universe that is the paradise which you have lost which you seek which is yours for the taking and again that is from Atlas Shrugged. You can go to my website, drkenner.com. The author is Ayn Rand, A-Y-N-R-A-N-D. And I read that because someone who lives in India is experiencing the terror of unreason and has discovered an alternative moral code. And I'll be talking about that in a moment. Uh, later on in the show, dreams. And here's a question from that uh, gentleman in India who really is struggling to recapture that childhood view of owning the o- your own life looking at your future with bright eyes eager to achieve eager to have e- eager to uh, be your own person hi dr kenner i am from india for years i have been trying to understand how to deal with people my parents taught me that it was moral and good to sacrifice myself, to do for everyone else but myself. I, know, I now know that their viewpoint has a name. It is called self-sacrifice, altruism. I have read The Fountainhead, by Ayn Rand, and I realize that a lot of the emotional pain I have suffered came from always giving up my dreams and always deferring to others, rather than speaking my own point of view and pursuing my dreams. Now I know that there is an alternative moral habit truly trust valuing myself I think that's uh, that's a cute way of putting it a moral habit the new way self valuing brings peace to my soul it's not like the vicious circle of altruism in which no matter how you act you lose that's giving up yourself all the time you lose I feel so light-hearted and it makes so much sense I feel psychologically independent in a healthy sense Here's my problem. Changing this idea in my mind has happened so fast, and the change feels so drastic, that I find myself going back to the evil idea of self-sacrifice. I had been depressed for seven years and had five failed romantic relationships. It wasn't until I read The Fountainhead that I started to understand what was making me so sad. I am so glad to change, but how do I deal with the fact that I sometimes revert back to my old ways? How do I learn to value myself and give up the old pulls of altruism? Also, I feel so alone here in India. Any suggestions? What do you say, Shrey? Shrey, this is the problem that all of us face. Whose life is it? Ours or somebody else's? And if we say someone else's, then we become the doormat in life. We never speak our own mind. What restaurant do you want to go to? Oh, whatever you want, honey. Uh, do you want sex? Whatever you want, honey. I mean, it's everywhere. You, with your boss, with your kids, with your in your romantic relationships. Altruism is a view that is typically taken as being something very good. You're the good person. You're the person who opens doors for people. But ap- actually, it it uh, technically, philosophically, it is the moral code of self-sacrifice. Even the word altruism means otherism. Altru. Uh, Altru means other in um, Latin. So it is devastating, and it does come across as a moral code, but it's, it's actually an immoral moral code. So what is it contrasted to? Many times they put up a straw dog. They say, well, then if you're not doing for others, that must mean that you're selfish or only doing for yourself, and you don't give a darn about anybody else. It's me, my way or the highway. That is not the only alternative. That is not a healthy. That is not a healthy moral code either. That might make's right view. Uh, rational egoism is the only rational view, valuing yourself and valuing those you judge as good friends, as good family members, and shunning those who are very bad family members or, fr- or people who are, have hurt you. You need to be able to judge people accurately by rational moral standards and act accordingly. So how do you change? Um, so... How do you change? It is not easy to change. So you need to know there's a book on my website, Changing for Good. Uh, My website is drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. And first you have to grasp the problem, which you've done. You've read The Fountainhead and you understand the difference between uh, a moral code that teaches you to become a doormat in life, altruism, and one that tells you to value your life without ever stepping on anyone else. Then you need to understand how to change and if you beat up on yourself anytime you slip up you're not going to change you're just going to throw up your arms and say what's the use why bother i guess i can never change instead if you develop what's called a learning stance or a curiosity uh, stance or become a scientist and you study why is it difficult for me to change in this particular situation with my husband or with my mother and you study it and you try to think of how you could change in the future. You'll be much better off. So thinking comes in, st- I mean, changing comes in stages. The first stage is understanding. And I think you've got that in spades. And the fact that you've moved into action tells me that you're doing fairly well there too. Uh, I want to address your loneliness. You're in India. You can c- you can uh, access the org. You can ask, ask them if there are organizations that they know of in India, because maybe you can connect there. You can also connect with people who are are on lists in the United States. Um, I would speak to the Ayn Rand Institute. And dealing with loneliness, continue reading the books, because you will always have company whenever you want it. You could read Atlas Shrugged and The Virtue of Selfishness. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness.